great story. And if I bore you, just forgive me. Let me just tell you a quick story why I have this message already. So many of you know, it was two years ago that you were in a pastoral search committee. It was two years ago, uh, actually a little over two years ago, on January 28th, that I sent my first email to your search committee. And then I got an email back, and then I emailed back. And then on February 27th, I had an in-person interview with your search committee. And then COVID hit. And then after that, you know, things were becoming so difficult uh, for you, this church, for the search committee, for the staff here at the time. And, and for us, Tara and I, we went down to Atlanta where Tara's parents were at. We were in transition. And uh, her parents were all alone in Atlanta, no other family out there. So we, we drove out there. So there was this communication gap with the search committee. And I, I hadn't heard from them. And I said, well, Tara, you know, I don't know what will happen. We'll go down to Atlanta. Uh, Alexandra's preschool said we'll be back in school in two weeks. And so we'll, we'll come back to her school, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, we, we haven't heard from them. So we left and got there on March 13th. On March 15th, I am reading the story in my Bible reading time. I'm reading the story of the, the, the Christmas story again. I read the one-year Bible, and it just happens to be where the Christmas story. And, um, and so I'm reading the Christmas story again about Jesus' birth. And I was inspired by the mother of Jesus as I'm, I'm reading this story. And I write down some, I'm just, God begins to speak to my heart as I'm, I'm reading the story again about this mother. And I, I, uh, as I'm writing down these thoughts, I begin to think about Calvary Church. And I thought to myself, you know, they're going through what everybody else is going through, and they don't have a lead pastor, and yet they have to care for the people of that church. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to send them these, I'm going to send them the verses I've just been reading and these four thoughts that just, like, just came to my mind, just these automatic thoughts that came. And so I sent them the email, and you know the rest of the story, I'm sure you forgive me. And, uh, you know, God worked it all out. But I saved that email, and so I remembered I had this email that I had sent you uh, almost over two years ago, and uh, I remembered never preached that message, I'm going to preach that message. So I, I saved the email thread. I still have the email thread with your search committee. And uh, so I pulled out the thread. And these are the verses I'm going to read to you today. And the thoughts that I'm going to share with you come from that email I sent you over two years ago. The, the verses come from Luke chapter 2, verse 4. It says this, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I remember reading these verses as the entire world began to fall apart before our very eyes. Do you remember? Do you remember the constant updates from Washington, D.C., from Illinois? It's like we were watching this. Everything was unfolding before our eyes. This was happening. That was happening. Like I said, we, Tara and I, we went down to Utah, uh, Atlanta 
based on this email that our the preschool said, well, we're going to take a week off, and but we'll be back after spring break. And we're like, okay, we got two weeks off. I mean, it was just one thing, and you know, we never went back. And just one thing after another, we're watching all of this. And, and as I was re- watching all of that happening, and I'm, as I'm reading these verses, I begin to think about this young mother, this young mother, and God begins to speak to my heart. Joseph and Mary had a lot of issues going on, just like you and I did in 2020. First of all, Mary, Mary and Joseph had to deal with this issue of Mary being pregnant with the Son of God before she was married to Joseph. Joseph was ready to leave her. He was out, and it's rightly so. Any man in that day and age should have left that woman and should have had her dealt with. But an angel visited Joseph and brought peace to his heart. And so Mary and Joseph finally get to that point of, okay, I don't know all that's going to happen, but we found peace with the virgin birth. They found peace. And just when they find peace over the realities of this virgin birth, now they get the news that they're going to have to travel 70 miles to register And that registration was only going to allow the Romans to tax them even more. Now, 70 miles for you and I is no big deal, right? It's about 70 miles, right? You're smart enough to know. 70 miles for Mary and Joseph was a big deal. They they did not get into a car, get down on their GPS to find the quickest route to avoid traffic. No. If they were lucky, they had a donkey. And those 70 miles would have been four, four days of travel, which would have meant four nights in a tent, maybe, or sleeping outside, outside of their, her kitchen, outside of what she was comfortable with. And she's pregnant. Okay, moms. <laughs> Help us out here, okay, because the men, I don't think, are getting it. Is this a good idea when you are in your last trimester, your third trimester, is this a going to be a good idea to go on a four-day trip and ride a donkey at best? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be in a tent. You're not going to have time to take a bath. There's no Starbucks in sight. I mean, there is, there is nothing that's going to bring you comfort and you're carrying a child. Well, the bad news doesn't stop there because after Mary is, you know, is ready to give birth, she's days away from giving birth, and she's spending time out in the woods, and all that goes with that, out there, away from home, she's ready to get, she's ready to receive some good home Jewish hospitality. She's ready to come into this town of Bethlehem and to come into a place where she should be received, not only because of them being Jews, and not only because of uh, of Joseph being from that town of lineage, but she's pregnant. Surely, you know, people are going to say, yes, yes, come on in, please come on in. She's ready to be loved. But you know the story. There was no time, there was no relaxing for Mary. There was no place to refresh. There was just her husband, an inexperienced young man who had never been there Never done that. Mary's mother wasn't there. There was no female companion traveling with them to care for her. It was just Mary. 
she gives birth to Jesus. Here she is. Now think about this. After being on a roller coaster, figuratively and literally for nine months, she's holding the promised God in her arms. And she begins to cautiously and lovingly wrap cloths around her baby. Are you seeing this? She's, she's coming inside, not just your mind, but in your heart. It was mine. I was picturing this amazing young mother who wasn't frustrated, who wasn't upset, who wasn't complaining, who wasn't, oh, I can't wait to tell those people, give them a piece. No, 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 no. She was focused on her baby. I mean, I've been around a mother who was given birth, and they can be mean. Have I ever told you the story of how I hurt my thumb as an interrogator? Never mind, I won't tell you that story. I don't think you're interested in that story anyways. Okay, you're interested. Okay, I won't tell you that story of how I hurt my thumbs. Some of you know, and I think I've shared that story with some of you. You know, these ladies, they can punch you when they're giving birth, right? I mean, you got to watch out for them because you just never know what you're going to do. But not Mary, you know. After the fact, she was ready to love the child. Her body is screaming at her. The manger scene is laughing at her. People have been shutting the doors in her face. But she is ready to care for her baby. Moms, thank you. Thank you. Because when life was getting hard, when life was getting difficult, when things weren't going your way, you loved us. You cared for us. You took care of us. Thank you that you didn't have sick days or vacation days. And even on vacation, you worked harder. Tara takes a whole week to pack for one child. I don't know how Jess and Shannon do it. I don't know how ladies do it. Ladies, you, moms, you work even harder on vacation. There are no sick days for you. There's no vacation days for you. You are amazing. When you have a bad day at work, you still have to come home and love and care. Thank you. When things aren't going your way, us guys, we could go out and cut the grass and, and, you know, give the grass a piece of our mind. You have to come in and care for the kids. Moms, you did it for us. And here is Mary. She's loving them. And moms, I want to say thank you because moms give when nobody else wants to give. You give when nobody else wants to give. Mary was there in a town where people were being stingy. They were withholding. The Bible says if you have the ability to help somebody, help them. And yet they were being held back. They were being stingy. They were not willing to give. But Mary was. Moms are. Moms, you give when nobody else wants to give. And here Mary displayed what it means to be selfish. And, and just keep this picture of this young mother in mind. Because everything around her is, is telling her, nobody cares. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's here to help you. Everything around her is telling her, you're on your own. But Mary shuts out everything around her, and she begins to care for her baby. She gives her baby the best she has to offer. Mom, you did it for us. You gave us your best. When others were being stingy with you, you were ready to give to us. When others 
we're, we're not helping you and maybe we're putting you to work or not treating you right. You treated us with love. Thank you, Mom. Thank you for giving when nobody else is willing to give. Today is a day to remember them and to say, Lord, help us. Help us to live like them. Help us to live like Mary. I love the, the statement that Mary made to God Almighty. She said, God, I am your servant. Be it unto me as you have said. I'm your servant. May we be that same. May we have that same attitude. May we live that same life that says, Lord, I am your servant. I don't know what's happening in my life. Life isn't going the way I planned, but I'm here to serve you. I'm here to do your will. And I know with all that's happening in this church and happening in our families and happening in our, in our country today, we have to be true servants and say, Lord, I, I'm just here to serve. Perfection is awaiting us. The day of eternal life does await us. There will be a day where we will face no sickness and no doubt and no fear. But until then, God has left us on this earth with the job to be His servants. It's God's will that no one would perish. We are His servants to fulfill. That's why we're on this earth. That's why we still have to go through problems. That's why we have to still deal with taxes and sickness and medications and and disappointment. We have to deal with those things so that we can serve the Lord. May we be like Mary today. How did we make it through the pandemic? How did we make it through life? We prayed. We prayed for people. We have to love people. Why does God allow us to go through difficult times? Paul gave us a clue in the book that when he wrote the Corinthians, he said, the same comfort you will receive will be the comfort you will use to help others. That is, that is how we are. That is how we care for people. We care for people by, 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 by receiving the Lord's help during our time of need, and then we can then help other people. We have to be servants of God. We have to be like Mary. We have to care for people. We have to care for one another. May God help us to care for people. May God help us to love other people. When everybody else is being stingy, and, and that is happening, right? I mean, if the world has a right to be stingy, it's now. I mean, who knows financially what's going to happen in our world? We know this. You're smart enough to understand everything that is, our, our economic is built on you know, economic situation is built upon paper. It's all in a computer. This thing is going to crash. We know this. You, you can't go trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt and think it's all going to be okay. We know this. And yet, and yet, we carry the truth. And yet, we carry the power. And yet, we carry the hope. And yet we carry the answers to care for people, to give them hope, to give them strength. So yes, people are going to be stingy now. They're not going to be servants. We can't expect the world to serve. We can't expect them to, to be selfless. But we can be that for them. May we carry that and be like our mothers. Each of us, men included. May we be like our mothers and care for this world. 
And this is what happens. This is, we keep reading the story in, in Luke chapter 2. I love as you continue to read this story. Uh, in verse 11 of Luke chapter 2, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of, da- of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in the manger. The sign for the shepherds that this is the Messiah is a baby that has been loved. That's the sign. Not a, not a palace. Not a mighty army. Not piles of gold. Not wise men speaking great truths. But a baby wrapped by a young mother in love. That will be the sign. That what we're telling you is from God. That this is the Messiah. This is who you've been waiting for. This is who you've been longing for. This is who you've been desiring. It's a baby that will be a sign. A baby that's been loved and cared for. The love and care of a mother would be the sign to the shepherds. This is the Messiah. The power of Mary's love would drown out the noise. It wasn't the uh, environment. Now think about this. The shepherds are walking into the manger scene. They're walking into this scene of a place fit for animals. And yet, they see the baby. They can't see the animals. They can't smell the dirty smells. They, they can't feel the coldness of that moment. All they can recognize that this is Jesus. This is the Messiah. This world will know about God's love, not just by walking into a church, not just by hearing a nice sermon, not just by hearing a perfectly played song, but this world will know the love of God when you and I show them what we see. That's how this world will know. That's how this world will see the promise of God, when you and I show them that we care for them. We care for them like our mothers care for us. Let me just say this, a mother's love is the evidence of God's promise. A mother's love is the, it's the evidence. That's, that's what the angels are telling the shepherds. By the love this mother has, that's how you will know this is the promise of God. It's not going to be our money. It's not going to be our organization. It's not going to be how good we look or how good we talk. It's going to be how much we love people. That's when they'll know. That's when they'll see. That's when the light bulb goes on. And I'm not negating money. I'm not negating this. We're going to keep vacuuming this room after you leave. We're going to keep cleaning the bathrooms. And we're going to do our best to make these things look beautiful. But it's not this place that saves people. It's your love that saves them. It's your love that tells them the promise of God. It's your love. It's in you. It's the love that God has given to you that tells this world that God loves them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This verse is obviously not about us being validated. It's not about us getting accolades, but it, this verse is about us being in the lives of people, showing them the love of God so that they can see God. People want to see the Lord? They just need to see you working for them. Listen, I know you. 
purpose is shepherds. They recognize. And I've talked about this over the Christmas, but I'll say it again. If the shepherds can recognize the Messiah in a manger, then people will recognize God through you. You just have to care. You just have to live out the word that you're, you're reading every day. And I'll say this in this moment, uh, hope and friendship, they're, uh, they're, they're always giving us time to share God's love. I'm so grateful for hope and friendship. They're, they have a bike giveaway that's coming up. If you have a bike, you can take it to the Vermont Peace Police Department and give that bike. And maybe it's your favorite bike and God just said, get it. Then do it. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. If you definitely have a bike you want to get rid of, take it there because they can fix it and they'll give it away. We have to take these moments of showing the love of God to people. We have to do this. People need a sign of hope today. They need to know. They need to know that God is real. They need to know that the Word of God is not dead. It's not an old book. It's alive. It's living. And it's living because it works through you. That's how they'll know. Moms and dads, Young man, young woman, life is not easy. Life isn't easy. And today, I recognize that we're all on a journey that we didn't ask for. There's no doubt, and I know some of us, we're going through some things that maybe aren't as difficult as others, but all of us, we face things in our life and our journey. If your life is perfect, which we know it's not, we haven't lived that way. There's things on that journey you didn't ask for. You didn't want to deal with that. You didn't want to have to go through that. You didn't want to have to pray for that. But you're going through that. And I want to tell you something. And even today in Mother's Day, and I, and I think about this, you know, being in ministry for 23 years, and anytime you came to a Mother's Day as a pastor, you always thought about, there's a lot of rejoicing, but you thought about the ones Mother's Day is difficult. Difficult because they don't have their mother. Difficult because they can't become a mother. Difficult because of a thousand other reasons. Think about it. And I want to tell you today, and we all need to hear this, God cares for you. God cares for you. If a young mother can love a baby, carefully she's gone through, everything that she's faced, all the doors shut in her face, but she can still love a child. How much more can the God of the universe love you and care for you? How much more does God know your pain and that brokenness? I did a memorial service here yesterday for my first cousins, their beloved aunt. So they're, they're, they're having their first Mother's Day without their that we love and celebrate, but it is absolutely difficult. God loves you. And here, this is what God wants to do for you. He wants to wrap you. He wants to wrap you in His love. He wants to care for you. He wants to show you. He wants to be there for you. He wants to say, I am here to help you. But here's the problem. Sometimes we don't have time. Sometimes we don't want to. 
Jesus was wrapped easily by Mary. Why? Because he was a baby. You and I, sometimes we can't be wrapped in God's love because we don't have time. years, and I still feel the same burden in my heart, not just for us, but for the rest of anybody, any believer I ever talked to. We need the Word of God, and we need prayer every day in our lives. And I know there's some days it doesn't happen. You don't need to be filled guilty, but be encouraged today and get back at it in that moment. You need the Word of God. You need prayer, because by the Word of God and prayer, God is going to wrap you Jesus died to have a relationship with you. Jesus didn't die for us to have a religion. That's not why he died. I love this building, but he didn't die so we could have buildings. I love church, but he didn't die for us to have church. I love the music that is played every week. He didn't die for us to have music. I love that God gives me the privilege of preaching. He didn't die so I could preach sermons. He died so that we can have a relationship We don't tell you enough, just know that. And please, receive it from God. Receive His love. Receive His mercy. God cares. May we care. May we care for one another. May we love one another today. As we honor our mothers and say, I'm going to love. I'm going to love just like my mom. That's what I said yesterday as I gave uh, the message for my beloved aunt. I love her dearly. Spent the whole summer with her at, at, at nine years of age with her sponsor. I love her with all my heart. And I shared that when I when I think about being selfish, I hate to disappoint you. I have the ability to be selfish. But when I think about being selfish, I start thinking about my aunt. I start thinking about my grandmother. I start thinking about Jesus. Can I be selfish? I've been given so much. I withhold. I've been given so much. How can I not care when people have cared for me? I am honored. It's a privilege. I want to do it. I pray you want to do it. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you, and then I'm actually going to go out by the front door and pass out those gifts to our moms. I know some moms, you've got a lunch appointment. You might need to rush out of here to get it. No problem. I'll be out back. So I want to just play a prayer over you. They're going to lead you in a song, and then Mike's going to dismiss you in prayer. Uh, we'll pass the dismissal, but he'll, he'll do that. God cares for you today. God's wrapped you in love. That's why we sing. It's just it's a beautiful time of allowing God to wrap you in love. As they sing, just let God help you today. Let Him give you strength today. Let him wrap you in his love. How, how do, how, how does, you know, I think about, I think about all of you. I do think about some of you more than others, and I'll tell you the others that I think about more. I think about Eric and Holly, and I think about Doug and Deb. I think about these family members that have to watch their families, and I think about you, and I think, how do they do it? How do they do it? 
wasn't Messiah. But he did. All I can say is the love of God. It's the same love that I need every day. It's the same love that's holding them, that's holding you, that's holding all of us. It's the love of God. That's the only thing. And I know we would pray, and I know we would want God to take us right now, but He's not taking us right now because we need to take the same love that He's given us, and we need to give it to this world. We need to give it to this world. We need to give it to this world. You need to give it to your family. You need to give it to your friends. You need to give it to that waitress at that restaurant today because it's going to be filled, and there's going to be angry, frustrated people. But you're the one family, maybe. You're the one family that said, hey, I can pray. We pray for our food before we eat. Can I pray for you? Whatever God might lead you to do, you do it. This world needs to see our love that we receive every day. That's how we make it. Would you stand this morning? Father, I pray that even now we would receive your love. That's the only way I know we can make it through this life is your love being wrapped in it, being wrapped in your care, being wrapped in the knowledge You know it all. You know what we're going to go through. You know what we're going to face. And you know you're preparing a place for us that where you are, we will be also. And so, rightly so, believers, we long for heaven. We long to be in your presence. Yes, we do. We long for you, Jesus. But while you leave us out here on this earth, may we care for other people. May we love other people. So bless each one as they go today. As their pastor, I pray you'll bless them with your presence and your power in Jesus' name. Thank you.